This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. Um, if you want to open your Bibles, um, I'm going to share a few scriptures here today, but in Joel chapter 1, we can start there and then I'll pray. But Joel chapter 1 verse 14, and then we'll share some other scriptures and we'll, we'll get on out of here. You can enjoy the rest of your day. Um, and... Awesome. So exciting to feel what's going on here at our church. We're so thankful to, to, if I could tell you the whole journey up to this point, um, I wish I could, but we are so thankful to be here. Um, be in our own facility is just amazing. We're thankful. Thank you for all your giving and everything. We're, we, we were able to, we got an air conditioning unit up in here and, and we're so, yeah, somebody over here is excited about it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> And so that, we're thankful for that. Some of y'all missed those really hot Sundays without it. And I thought I was going to faint. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. It was literally lack of oxygen. Somebody say amen, right? But, um, but we are so thankful in where we're headed and what we're going to do. We got more plans to do for our facility. But we're thankful for how far God's brought us in such a short amount of time. We are thankful. Amen? So once again, Joel chapter 1, verse 14, when saints and sinners gather, uh, let's just open up in prayer. Uh, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for everybody here. I pray that your word is deposited in our spirit, our, the soul of who we are. Our prayer is that everybody in here, um, everybody listening to the podcast, that they are transformed into the image of Jesus as a result of this word. We thank you, God, your word isn't just to... Um, um, Father God, just to tickle our intellect, but it is to change our nature. Uh, we all could be a little more like Jesus. We receive your nature through this word today. Everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Uh, Joel chapter 1, verse 14, when saints and sinners gather. Uh, my wife said, why'd you call it that? Well, because one way or another, we're justified by faith, by grace through faith. We're saints because of our faith in Jesus, we're not saints because we do anything right. We are saints foundationally because of Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in him. He literally imputes to us or imparts to us or gives us his righteousness. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm righteous. All right? Um, you, are, you are a new creation in Christ. And then the Bible does say on the flip side of that that all have sinned. All. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, that means you. We all have sinned, right? It's okay. Well, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You're a bishop, a priest, a, a gang member, a, a drug dealer. We all have sinned. And the Bible says we all fall short. Anybody ever, have you accepted Jesus, you're living for him, and then you still mess up sometimes? Okay, I have four honest people over here. Hands slowly going up. Our, our audio personnel is, is honest and truthful. That's awesome. No, but we all fall short. Amen? And we all, we all mess up from time to time. So when saints and sinners gather, that, that's you. You're both. Sometimes, sometimes I'm, you know, the Bible says, you know, how God changed Jacob into Israel. And sometimes I act like Jacob. Sometimes I act like Israel. And I just need help. So pray for me. Somebody say amen. amen. So here we go. When saints and sinners gather. There's something powerful about the gathering and us coming together. Joel chapter 1 verse 14 it says this. It says consecrate a fast. Somebody say uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, call a sacred assembly. Everybody say sacred assembly. It says gather. Everybody say gather. 
gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land, the leaders and the people, everybody, into the house. Everybody say, into the house. Somebody say, I love this house. Somebody say, this is God's house. And it's my house. All right? So, and, and, of the land, into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Something about in the heart of God, he is our father. He wants all his babies in the house. He wants his children in the house. There's, as a father, I, I love to just be in the living room with the family. Uh, Gia, just, we just celebrated her birthday. We, you know, we, we just had a little birthday party for her, and everybody just com comes and shows up and eats the food, and the, the, the type of food we had was all the food that she likes. So if you, you know, and it's kind of an eclectic bunch of food because my daughter is very interesting um, eating habits, but, but, we, but people come, we gather, and something about a father that, that I, I got to do my part to raise my baby girl and my son. But I'll tell you what, it takes a village to raise babies. I want some other people involved. Look at your neighbor and say, I need your help. Look, I, there, there's a, I, I, at the end of the day, I'm held accountable for my children. But I'll tell you what, I don't want to be the only one raising them. I don't want to be the, I'm not supposed to be. It takes a village. It takes some people. I got my cousin, our cousin living with us. I got Auntie Ash up in the building. I got Uncle Zari up in the building. We got a village. I need a village to take care of my babies. Somebody say amen. Same with the house of God. There's something about that, that we need each other in this gathering. God's like, look, and time and time again, you can, you can Google search the word. You can Bible app search the word gather. It's all over the book. God loves when we get together. Anybody love barbecues? Right? And then, and then everybody's supposed to bring something. So you're going to benefit from the barbecue. But you need to bring your little fruit plate or something and then you got that one person that always shows up but they don't bring nothing <laughs> anybody know what I'm talking about like and I understand maybe that's where they're at right it's all good you don't always have to and if you're new here you don't have to bring nothing you don't have this is for you we tell people all the time if you're visiting that the, the offering is if this service is for you this isn't like oh you need to give if you're here no no th th this is for you if you're new this is we want to give to you but there comes a point when there's an exchange amen any re healthy relationship is responsibility and benefits amen all right, I'm not going to talk to you single people here in a minute now that, that any, you know, you don't want to give up those benefits, ladies, until that man has given you his life. Mm, Jesus. Hell, Jesus. Here we go. Come on now. Why? Because you're worth it, woman of God. You got, you got some value. God shaped you, put you together. You, 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 you're a woman of God. You're, 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 you're set apart and sanctified and beautiful. Everything about you and, and no man deserves that until they give you everything. Mm, Jesus. Same with you men too. Don't be, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's benefits and responsibility. Come on somebody. I have access to all that this woman has to offer on the front row, but she has access to everything that I have. So this is, this is, this is, this is a, this is a covenant agreement. This is like, this is responsibility and benefits. So in the gathering, it is both. 
that we benefit, but we also got something to give. You have something to offer. You bring something to the table. You better bring that little fruit tray next week. Come on, somebody. You better bring your little veggies or your little dip or your chips and dip or your homemade whatever. Bring your, your, your whatever it is. You know, bring the carne asada. Bring the tortilla. Something. Come on, somebody. Or whatever it is you eat, all right? Or your arroz con gandules, if you want to bring that, if you're Puerto Rican, come on now. Or whatever it is, you want to bring your um, empanadas or, I don't know, I can only think of like Mexican food. Or, uh, what else, all right? Or if, or if you're white, bring your meatloaf, man. Just bring the meatloaf. <laughs> bring the potato salad or whatever it is. All right, come on, somebody say amen. Bring the deviled eggs or whatever it is you bring. I don't know what it is about my mom. She just always got deviled eggs. That's her thing. I'm like, I don't know. It's not, I'm not a big fan of them. It's got a little weird aftertaste to them. But, 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 but we all have something to bring to the barbecue. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. All right. I always brought the soda. I got, I'll get two, two liters or something. I'll bring it. All right. Okay. And so once again, consecrative Christ, call, call a sacred assembly. This is what it means. If, if you're taking notes here, I want to I wanna give you, I want to teach you something here for the next few moments. But solemn assembly or sacred assembly means this. It, it means two things. I was sharing this with our leadership team last week, that a sacred assembly means two things. A gathering means two things in the Hebrew. It means to restrain or shut out or to, to, um, to, uh, enclosed to separate that I, I've been doing all this but for this gathering I'm gonna put this aside and I'm gonna come do this it means two things it means to shut out but it's very interesting that it also means this to prevail to recover and to be made able and so there's something unique about a gathering that you decide to shut something out and God will do the job of causing you to prevail that there are certain things that we receive in the gathering that I cannot receive in my own prayer closet. And there are certain things in my own private time with the Lord that I cannot receive here, but I get there. But we're going to talk about the gathering here. When, when saints gather, that's what it means. It means this. It means to pause from the normal rhythm of life so you can recover. Anybody ever feel like, man, I just got to get to church on Sunday and I'm going to be okay? Right, so this is what it means, to pause from the normal rhythm of life so, so I can recover, I can be made able, and I can prevail. That in the gathering you, are, you will be empowered to, to, to get on out there on Monday and make something happen for Jesus. That the gathering is that, it is a time to pause. Somebody say, say la. That's what it means in the Hebrew, pause. If you read the Psalms, it, it means to pause or restrain or enclose yourself from the normal rhythm of life. It's the day of rest that there's something that we all need in the gathering. That word gather means to withdraw from, to remove, to disappear. Anybody ever say, where were you on Sunday? Where'd you go? I was at church. They're like, what, you disappeared? No, I didn't. That's what that word gather means. It means that all this other stuff's gotta wait because I'm gonna put God first and I got something that I need and I got something that I'm gonna break off. Look at your name and say, you better break off a little something, something. 
Right. So, so whatever that is, many times it's your prayer, it's your heart, it's your worship that you got to realize I'm not talking about finance. I'm talking about when we worship that there's something about your worship that's going to affect the person next to you, that your prayer is going to touch the person next to you. During our time of ministry and praying, I said, let's join hands. Let's pray for one another. There's something you're going to get here that you just can't get anywhere. It's, there's something sacred about the assembly it is holy it is set apart the name of our church is sanctuary holy place um a set a place part as the the sanctuary la it is a holy place amen and so this is my first point is that there is victory in the gathering there is victory in the gathering in first chronicles 16 verse 35 if you want to turn there, everybody say, there is victory in the gathering. Say it again. Say, my victory is in the gathering. Right? You got to get around the right people. You got to rub shoulders with some people that got Jesus on them. You got to rub shoulders with some people with the presence of God. This is all about God inside of you, the Christ in you. Uh, it benefits me that, that you got something for me and I got something for you, that, that we make this exchange. You got to, you know, Bible says bad company corrupts good morals. Well, good company promotes good morals. That it's all something about the right people help keep us right. Amen? Anybody got some people that have helped you along the way you got around them and they challenge you and help you there's something about the gathering all different ethnicities and race you got to rub shoulders you got to hug some people that don't look nothing like you different skin color than you all you know you got you got to get around the the uh the diversity of God's house the Bible says this is house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations you got to get around some people that don't look like you don't act like you don't talk like you necessarily but they got some Jesus on them somebody say amen first Chronicles 16 35 it says this is and say save us O God of our salvation gather us together everybody say gather us, gather us. everybody say it again say gather us together Okay, gather us together and deliver us from the Gentiles to, to give thanks to your holy name. Here we go, to triumph in your praise. So save us, O oh God, of our salvation. Gather us. There's something about the gathering and, and victory and praise that, that the environment helps me out. I, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's family, okay? It's a gospel song. Who is that? Marvin Sapp or something? Is that him? Anyway, uh, you, can, you can YouTube it later. But, but, but we need one another that, that there is triumph and praise and the context of this praise is the praise in the gathering that anybody enjoy worship today felt the presence of God the 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 God responding I was like man this is beautiful this is where I need to be I need the gathering we need one another we can't do this alone nobody is so spiritual that they don't need somebody else the more spiritual I get and I'm moving slow guys I'm working on it but the more spiritual I get the more I see I need others my spirituality doesn't separate me from others it actually draws me in closer to others the most spiritual people are the most relational people that we need one another everybody say triumph in praise all right first Samuel chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 first Samuel chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 and, and as you're turning there or going over there first Samuel this is about Hannah and how she um 
She year after year would go to the house of the Lord. She would gather. She wanted a son and she kept gathering. And, and her nemesis, if you will, would provoke her and irritate her and really, um, uh, because she was barren. And what's amazing about Hannah, this woman of God, she was barren and she got a lot of trouble from um, somebody else in her house. But the Bible says that even when, you can read this, this is a little sooner here, it's in chapter one I'm talking about. We'll read this here in a minute. But, but um, she kept gathering year by year in the house of the, God, the Lord, regardless of what other people were doing to her. Like she had this inner strength as a woman, barren, which was very, in a sense, shameful in a sense. And she was getting a lot of flack um, about it. And get, she was getting hurt by it. The Bible even says, um, you know, that I, I, she, she was provoked severely. And, and the Bible says that this person made her miserable. So she was going through something in her personal life. And there was somebody in her house um, hurting her. The Bible says it made her miserable. Anybody in here, anybody ever make you miserable? Don't look to the person that you came with, but anybody ever feel like, man, this person's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, she was this per it was a relationship. Somebody she had to deal with every day, and this woman, Bible says, was making her miserable. But Hannah was wise enough to know, I'm still going to get to the gathering. I am still going to get into the house of the Lord. And as a result of this, God spoke to her, her faithfulness. God had, she had a baby named Samuel, which is probably the, one of the most um, uh, greatest prophets and leaders in Scripture. Because he has no weird, shady story about his personal life. And a lot of these other guys do. <laughs> they do. Like David, you know, he has some problems. <laughs> Jacob, you know. Uh, Peter. You know, even after he encountered Jesus, even after he was in leadership, he was like still, you know, messing up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, somebody say amen. But so, but, but so she prayed. She, she was faithful in the gathering. God um, gave her a baby. She um, had that baby, dedicated her baby to the Lord, and then she wrote a song. I think this is so beautiful here with respect to the gathering in, in, in 1 Samuel 2, 8 and 9. I'll read it. It says, he raises up the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap. She's talking about her own life, that what the gathering did for her. It was her song. It was something that her faithfulness in the house and being in that environment, it's where she got her miracle. There's victory in the gathering. This woman, look at gathering isn't always easy. Because somebody's going to get on your nerves. <laughs> and, and things are going to happen. And life is going to happen. But I'm here to tell you, I want to encourage you that there's something about a sacred moment with God's family. Something about gathering, getting together. Even on a small scale here, we consistently try before we go to bed with our children, as we gather in the bed, every last one of us, not everybody, just two kids, me and my wife, just to be clear. But, but and we, we get their little Bibles out. We read the little Bible story with them. We pray, everybody prays, and G and Nico fight on who's gonna pray first. No, I wanna pray first. No, I said I wanna pray first. Like, I'll oh, be quiet, Gia, pray first. Come on. 
right? And so there is this gathering we have. There's this moment we have aside from everything else. It doesn't go on for hours. It's not super spiritual, but there's something about consistency with even our children that say, this is how we roll kids, we're going to do this. My wife does an amazing job. They're going through their Bible. Um, even this morning, was it this morning or last night? And he goes, like, I want to see Moses. Where's Moses? He couldn't find Moses in there. It's like, he's right here. Here he is, Moses. Right? And so, and so there's something about the gathering that we get. There's victory in the gathering. When we do that with our kids, we're instilling something in them. They're, in the rhythm of our life, Dominico and Giovanna, God is, is the rhythm. That we're going to, this is how we roll kids. What do I tell them? Where are we going tomorrow? We, I tell I, this is my, my vocabulary, my language to them is we get to go to church. Not we have to go. I get it. Sometimes emotionally you might feel like you have to go. I get it. But I don't tell them that. We get to. We get to go to church, Nico. And I might not even be feeling all that, but by faith, my, my son thinks I'm a, I'm a man of God. He believes it, right? Because I tell him, we get to go to church, right? And I might be feeling, dang, I'm kind of tired. But, but when I talk to him, I'm like, Nico, we get to go today. And I'll be honest with you, that's all faith. That is just 100% faith. I'm like, we get to go. It's going to be awesome. Then I turn around, I'm like, Lord, help me, Jesus. I'm just tired, Lord, I need a cup of tea or something. But there's something about in the rhythm of our life, and we were singing about that surrender that, man, this is God's. He is the rhythm. He is it all. I don't put him in my schedule. He is my schedule. And, and he's in a part, every part of us. And it's not that, that everything outside of the gathering doesn't matter, but the gathering matters. It's all over the book, Amen. But he raises the poor out of the dust, lifts the beggar from the ash heap. Here we go. To set them among princes. To set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints. But the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. Talking about, look, I tried to do this my way, and I stayed in the gathering, and God has set me a beggar from the ash heap in the midst of princes. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, set them. He will call. He will take anybody and set them to inherit something. In the gathering, there's. It's interesting that my best friend here, Quack, is here today, and we got saved as teenagers like as 12th graders so we had come up in the world we did not our parents didn't go to church at all and we were part of just a community of kids of skateboarders that just hung out and partied and got into trouble and we encountered Jesus but I'll tell you right now through those early years of my walk with God it was my friends and the gathering that we committed to that has kept me since day one and there's just something in us, um, just the way we grew up in the church and the house of God from that age, that I am still here because of the community I was a part of back then. That there was, like, like even as a teenager, I, it's not like, I, we came up like, if I didn't go to church, my friends would be like, what are you doing? Right? You know, like I was around people that, that we wanted, like as just young adults, and church wasn't so fancy back then, you know what I'm saying? We didn't have balloons and all kind of stuff. I don't know, we don't have any balloons here, but you know, we were in a youth group, but, uh, 
but, but it wasn't fancy. It was like we were all just a bunch of kids that didn't know any better, and we just wanted God. And we went to this storefront church in the inner city of San Jose, a storefront church. We could barely understand what the preacher preached because he was, oh, he was like 80-something years old. Seriously. His name was Pastor Max, and, he could, and his accent was really strong. He was Filipino, and, and, the, and he was old. But, man, we get around him like, dang, we need to get right with Jesus, <laughs> Pastor Max was no joke. The man was on fire. What's funny is he was pastoring us, but he was really an evangelist. So he was a street preacher that ended up being a pastor. So we got saved every weekend. <laughs> like, and this dude was just different. He wore all polyester, big old thick tie, the suit. It wasn't cool to us per se, but we wanted God and we stayed in the gathering. It wasn't, it wasn't the environment. It wasn't nothing, but we wanted God as young people. And, and, and as a result of staying in that space, we are serving the Lord today. And we're thankful for our heritage and the history of where we came from. And I'm telling you right now, it was something about the gathering there was barely you know we'd have to do a youth night to be a handful of people the power of god would show up there's just crazy stories i remember quack quacks in the building i'm talking about the gathering here what happens there's victory in the gathering we'd have a youth night maybe a handful of youth do our worship power of god would show up i remember one time quack the power of god hit this man and he was shaking like a jackhammer on stage literally and just fell down my other friend was fell down the power of God touched him I was um, touched we're like laughing and crying we're like and we didn't grow up in church we didn't it wasn't something we did we're like what is going on like you know and God just touched us and, and, and empowered us called us into ministry and I'm telling you there's it's it's I understand you gotta I understand the bells and the whistles and the music and the lights and the smoke machine and I'm not taking away from any of that but I'm talking about in the gathering there's something in the spirit that happens somebody say amen so he'll set you among princes nobles and, and it's interesting that in, in Scripture, in Hebrew, princes really means volunteer. That um, when people step up to serve, there's, it's a, that's what they called a noble because their life was offered for public service. So a prince was a willingness of a person to say, I will serve at this capacity. Um, look at a man in here, say, hello, prince. All right. Look at a lady, say, hello, princess set them there's some in the gathering when people rise up to serve their community it's a powerful thing here we go I just got a couple more scripture you guys getting something out of this okay Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 17 Ezekiel so my first point was what there is victory in the gathering here it is Ezekiel 11 verse 17 I'll read it here therefore say thus says the Lord God I will gather everybody say gather I will gather from the peoples, all kind of people, Mexican people, Italian people, black people, Puerto Rican people, Asian people, mixed people, any mixed people in here? <laughs> My kids are mixed Devin in the back, he's mixed Come on, somebody. Everybody say mixed people. Mixed it. Mixed, mixed it. All right, anybody mixed? Mixed, hey, who's mixed? Yeah, all right. We're all mixed one way or another, all right? White people, all kind of, we need some vanilla up in here, you know, just a little bit of vanilla work, you know what I'm saying? But, but all ethnicities, uh, Vietnamese, Chinese, Cambodian, 
Come on, somebody. Australian. All right. What else? Canadian. That's more national, but Canadian. All right. West Indian. Come on, Indian. East Indian. Native Indian. Come on. I'm indigenous. There we go. Uh, everybody. All people. All people. What's that? Yeah, Sephardic Jew. All right. I'm not sure what that is, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All people, all people in the house, all kind of people, all kind of races, everybody, love everybody, love on everybody, accept everybody. Come on, somebody, people from the hood, people from not the Irvine, yeah, you know, you're welcome here. Uh, Irvine is so safe, it freaks me out. It's kind of weird, but anyway, God bless Irvine. I'm just kidding, if you're from Irvine, no hard feelings, I'm just... Uh, but, but anywhere, any kind of ethnic, socioeconomic, whatever, you're welcome and loved and accepted, and God's going to set you among princes. Come on, somebody. All kind of people. Look at your neighbor and say, all kind of people. All kind of people. All kind. Every kind. We, want, we desire that, that this would just make people walk in here and go, what in the world is this? This is, this is the kingdom of God. We got our new church. It says citizen of the kingdom because our citizenship is in the kingdom of God. Our citizenship is from heaven. And if, our, if we are first spiritual, then we love everyone, accept everyone, and celebrate everyone. You know what I'm saying? We got to mix it up a little bit. Come on, somebody. I tell you what, you need to get around some different people and help you out a little bit. Come on, somebody. I know, I know. Not too many amens now. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 17, therefore say, thus says the Lord, I will gather you from the peoples. Assemble. Everybody say assemble. From the countries. You realize that, that we, there is so much garbage out there with racism and all this. We need to do our part as the church to actively, intentionally, and purposefully love all people. And loving all people just doesn't mean, oh, I love them. I, I, they're cool. I'm cool with them. No, we need, to, we, need to, we need to get uncomfortable a little bit. We need to inv invite them over the house and, and serve and, and hang out with people that aren't in our bubble. All right, I know. It's Sunday morning and you're being challenged a little bit. But how many of you know, come on, can you agree with me on this? That all from all the countries, all the countries, especially in an environment like Los Angeles, we, we, we must, as a church, intentionally step outside of our ethnic, socioeconomic bubble. Amen. That's why we're here, amen? That's why we're here. Because look, I'm telling you, it's, the, it, the, it's Jesus and his bride that is the answer to what's going on out there. He is the answer through us, right? Okay, uh, all the countries who, were, who have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. There's a blessing on that gathering. Here's my second point, is, is we receive our mandate in the gathering. That God was saying, look, gather all these peoples um, from the countries, and, and I will give you your land. So there's something unique. There's some, some assignment. Our assignment is downloaded when we assemble. God gathers his people and gives them his plan. 
that there is, there's something unique about this scripture here that says from, from the prophet Ezekiel that when gathering happens, God starts distributing assignments. That there's something about the assignment that God gives when we gather. He gives you your plan for your week. He gives you that assignment for your next step. Everybody say this with me. Say, I receive my mandate, my assignment, God's divine plan for my life in the gathering. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here's my last scripture, and then, and then we're going to close here. So um, Psalm uh, chapter 73, verse 17. So once again, as you're turning there, there's victory in the gathering. Number two, we receive our mandate, our assignment in the gathering. Let me encourage even you young people that in, 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 the, in the midst of life and having so much going on, I encourage you. I strongly, I, I urge you as, as, you know, um, your pastor or a church leader, and maybe this isn't your church, maybe you have another church, is never forsake the assembling together of yourselves. Make it a part of your life. If you're single, make that something that's part of that next step with that special somebody that you're going to marry, that the gathering is part of it. There's so much in scripture that we are the body of Christ. The hand can't say to the foot, I have no need of you. And the, hand, and the hand can't say the foot, you know, that, that you have nothing to give, that we all have something to receive and we all have something to give. Let's make this a part of, of our lives that we choose to gather. It is a choice. It's not always easy, but we all need it. Make it a part of your life. If any person or relationship would ever try to extract you or pull you from the community, the body of Christ, that is a red flag. Somebody say amen. amen. That you want somebody to spur you on to good works. The Bible says don't forsake the assembling together of yourselves, which is the habit of some. So this is a habit. This is kind of grown folk stuff, right? Like that this is how we are gonna do this thing. That there's so much in the house and the gathering. Psalm 73, verse 17. It's my last scripture. Here it is. Until I went into the sanctuary LA. Somebody say amen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hashtag Sanctuary LA if you're posting this. No. But until I went into the sanctuary, until the, the psalmist was going through some things, troubling thoughts, but until I got into the sanctuary of God, the house of God, until I got into the gathering, until I got into the house, then I understood their end. That there, here's my last point, supernatural understanding comes to us in the gathering. This isn't the only place to get understanding, but this is a place you will get understanding and counsel. Once again, supernatural understanding comes to us in the gathering. I'm gonna give you a couple def definitions here and I'm gonna pray. But understood, understood, understand. It means this, it means um, to discern. It's a spiritual word. It means to skillful perception. It means the ability to, ex to distinguish what is of God and what isn't. That you get in the environment of God's presence in the community of believers 
worshiping God, gathering under his name, the understanding comes that I, I understand the devil's end, really, the, the, the work of the darkness, the, their end. That's what we're talking about here on this side of the cross, that understanding, supernatural understanding comes to us in the gathering. And that word sanctuary, once again, it means it's a sacred place. It's a dedicated place. And it's the same word used uh, for saint, that we're all saints um, through faith in the name of Jesus. You're a saint. That doesn't mean that a saint really, it, what saint means is that you are holy, that God's spirit is on you, in you, and you are now uncommon. That God's presence makes you different. It's his presence. It's not all the do's and don'ts, but it is his presence. It is his love. It is his spirit in you and on you and in your life that makes you different. This house, this gathering is sacred because we've said, we're saying, hey, this is set apart for a holy purpose. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.